Welcome to Blended, a podcast by me, Living Whole with Sarah Davis, your board-certified holistic health practitioner and creator. This is where I combine my ideas of essentialism, health and wellness, and creatives into an integrative, insightful whole. My whole life is your whole guide to health. Hello, my Living Whole friends, and we are back for another edition of Blended. And I'm not going to lie, I'm a little nervous to record this one only because this might stir up some drama in my Facebook feed, and we'll see. We'll see. I hope that if you are listening to this and you are doing the keto diet, you know people doing the keto diet, you will listen with open ears and understand that everything within this podcast is evidence-based, it's research-based, and so these aren't just I googled a whole bunch of facts off of YouTube. These are studies that I have read as well as compiled physicians' works of studies, and and there's just, there's more to this than what the internet said. So I hope that you listen with an open heart and an open mind, because if you are a fan of the keto diet, you will likely not like this and click out of it. But however, if you are interested to really know some hard evidence and facts, then I welcome you. And if you do comment on this, on any of the socials, then let's just keep it, keep it kind. So again, a little bit of nervousness with this because so many people are adhering to the keto diet. I've worked with nurses in the cardiac cath lab who have gotten some weight loss with keto and are huge proponents of it, knowing the risk and seeing coronary disease. And it's hard for me as a healthcare provider and as a holistic health practitioner to not get a little heated about this. So I myself am going to take a step back and just present you the facts. Let's cultivate a conversation that's actually positive. So We have to look at the origins of keto, what it is, where it came from, and there's a lot of publicity that came from the Atkins diet, and Mr. Atkins himself actually died of coronary artery disease, and we have to think about not only what is keto, but how does it hold up against a whole food plant-based diet or a vegan diet, predominantly whole food. A ketogenic or keto diet is one that consists of a high fat concentration. This is 70 to 80% of your calories you're getting from fat. It's relatively high protein, meaning that 20 to 25% of your calories are coming from some form of protein and low carb. Five to 10% of your calories are coming from carbohydrates. Now, that that is the simple macronutrient breakdown of this. I have a lot of problems already with this. We should not demonize carbs and we should not fear carbs. How do you achieve a keto diet? This is one that if you look at that macronutrient breakdown, it's typically one made up of animal-based foods. It includes meats, eggs, cheese, milk, nuts and seeds, oil and fats, vegetables, which are typically limited to dark green leafy vegetables and mushrooms, and then berries in moderation occasionally. I have not done a ketogenic diet um, I guess you could count in my first bodybuilding competition where I was actually in a caloric deficit and very, very, very low carb, but even then I still had oats and different things like that. 
a ketogenic diet does not include starchy vegetables such as sweet potato, pumpkin, legumes, all your beans. Um, doesn't include grains such as oats, rice, quinoa, corn, um, fruits such as banana, mango, pineapple, apples, and oranges are completely out. And so that to me sounds terrible to eat that way. And we'll kind of discuss like trying to keep a little bit of my opinion within this, but also to be very like, this is just what this diet is. And so keto diet is really just another name for a low carb, high fat diet. And it's based on the premise that this diet, by removing carbohydrates, your body will not absorb glucose into the bloodstream. In doing this diet, this deprives your brain and the body in general of its primary fuel source. And it begins to break down fats and produce ketones in the liver for the body to use as an alternative fuel source. The idea is essentially that if by starving your body of glucose, you will initiate fat metabolism which proponents, people who support this diet, suggest that it results in weight loss and a greater mental performance. Now, I don't know about you guys, if you've ever done a bodybuilding competition and you've been in a 16-week deficit, at that point, you're eating very low carb. Even in my 100% plant-based vegan bodybuilding competition prep, I went very low carb, but I I still maintained carbs higher than my animal-based preps. With that being said, the, you're foggy in in the very end of your bodybuilding competition prep. Your brain, you're just like, things sometimes just don't com- compute. And it, it's because you are lacking your, your fuel source, your carbohydrates, your glucose, etc. And I, I felt better in a plant-based prep. My carbs were higher. I wouldn't I would say I was getting more micronutrients and I was just more balanced than my prior animal-based preps. But I just, I absolutely, from an anecdotal experience, to say that you have a greater mental performance in a keto diet is just, are there super superheroes out there? Because to me, that's just, just asinine. But Anyway, let's get let's get back to like the origin of keto. And it's important to note that this diet was originally designed in the 20s as a way of controlling epilepsy symptoms in children. Um, we really, I mean, how much did we really understand in the 20s about diet? Part of this was theorized that in the shift in your metabolism from carbohydrates to fatty acids, this resulted in a use for ketones as energy, thus had an anticonvulsant effect. So in looking at your ketogenic diet and what it primarily consists of, what do your macronutrients and foods that, what are they typical in a whole food plant-based diet? If you've been around living whole, you understand, or you have seen that I eat a whole food plant-based diet. This is one that is well-balanced from whole food, vegan, plant-based options, Um, I don't really go by a percentage of calories, carbs to protein to fat right now. I really kind of eat intuitively and it's, it's to eat balanced and with eating a balanced diet, I maintain all of my macronutrient goals. I have no issues with my protein. And so this usually consists of, um, I have a lot of whole grains, which are brown rice, black rice, oats, quinoa. I do a little bit of corn, organic corn, um, legumes are a huge part of my diet. These are chickpeas, lentils, beans, fava beans, pinto beans, all, all of the above. And then I eat a lot of um, what you would typically call as your starchy and non-starchy whole vegetables. 
I love potatoes, sweet potatoes, carrot, broccoli. I have zucchini probably every day, dark leafy greens every day, um, a little bit of eggplant, all my peppers, bell peppers, those sorts of things. So I typically, right now, I eat whatever's in season. So of course, bananas within my smoothies, but like watermelon and all your seasonal summer fruits, I'm enjoying in bulk right now because they are so wonderful. But I utilize also a plant milk versus a dairy milk. Typically, I reach for almond Um, I do like soy hemp and cashew milk occasionally. I am kind of dabbling in the oat milks right now just from the perspective of decreasing my nut consumption or fat consumption and then nuts and seeds in moderation. And then with oils, I really, I limit my, the amount of oils that I use because a a lot of the research showing, showing a little bit of cardiac detriment in the utilization of those oils. So My whole food plant-based diet does not include animal products, saturated fats, or large amounts of saturated fats. I will occasionally have processed vegan goods, Um, and then if I do have oils, they're they're minimally processed. So that is a, a very drastic difference between a keto diet and a whole food plant-based diet. These two di- diets and the differences in the macronutrients and types of foods, those are two very different health paths that you can walk down. So I just have to let's circle back to keto and talk about this for a minute. Keto right now is being marketed to individuals as the weight loss cure as the weight loss, you're going to lose a bunch of weight, yada, yada, yada. The same consumeristic ploys that we've experienced for for decades. And so this has no doubt gained momentum because of the end result, claiming weight loss. And we can all agree that as a society today, weight loss is a huge buzzword that has been responsible for a number of fad diets. And it is a huge proponent, a huge reason why we have a multi-billion dollar industry specific to weight loss. And this this word, this weight loss, rather than just promoting eating a balanced, healthful diet, has been used to manipulate consumer behavior. Let's just talk about this for one second. The World Health Organization has classified processed meats, including your ham, bacon, salami, your brats as a group one carcinogen. Guys, a group one carcinogen is known to cause cancer, which means that processed meats cause cancer. And eating processed meat increases your risk of bowel and stomach cancer. Red meat, such as beef, lamb, and pork, has also been classified as a group 2A carcinogen, which means that it probably causes cancer. So if you are able to eat these these bad foods, if they are now being told and sold to you as a weight loss wonder, does that not reinforce the bad behavior that you want to participate in because they taste so good? Um, wouldn't you want to ignore the facts and just go with an, a diet that kind of promotes like eating those bad foods and you get to lose weight? Win-win, right? No. It's no wonder that this diet has gained traction when it sells weight loss and then promotes an eating behavior that people historically have kind of thought was probably unhealthy, 
But now we know the World Health Organization has classified these food groups, these foods, whatever you want to call them as carcinogens. You have to like that is my primary point. If at 13 minutes into this podcast, you understand something is is that your processed meats, your bacon, salami, your lunch meats that you're probably packing your husband's lunch with or your children's school lunch with are carcinogenic. We know that they cause cancer. So the mechanisms though, however, to a ketogenic diet and weight loss aren't really completely understood. And there's a lot of he said, she said in this. However, it's theorized that it's most likely due to not consuming the carbohydrates and falling into a caloric deficit because it, it is more likely that you are simply getting weight loss by depriving your body of its primary fuel. So that's something that we can kind of circle back to here in a bit. But really, just because you have a six-pack set of abs or you've lost 40 pounds because of the keto diet does not mean that you are healthy. Your coronaries probably look like trash and you're going to end up on the cath lab table. So I also want to note that there's no living population that displays longevity having consumed a ketogenic diet. Actually, in in a, a huge contrast, the blue zones, um, when you think about Okinawa or the, the populations that have shown a huge amount of uh, longevity in their lifespan, both with health and a lower rate of chronic diseases, they consume largely a plant-based diet. This is a higher carbohydrate diet. They've displayed a huge amount of longevity. So how important is that? Just in the way of your eating a natural source of food in the way of a whole food plant-based option versus cruelty-laden meat products that are known to cause cancer. I mean, can you look at those two options? And so I started off this podcast saying I wasn't going to get too sassy with this, but you just have to look at the facts. And these blue zone populations have the most number of um, sanitarians. These are people over the age of 100. And nowadays we kind of look at that as like, wow, they're over 100. And these people are not only over 100 or 70 to 80 years old. These people are living a high quality of life and they aren't dealing with the chronic health problems that most standard American diet consumers have. And we're seeing this within the globalization of what we eat and seeing chronic diseases that primarily plague Americans um, seep into other cultures when they start consuming a standard American diet due to globalization. Another blue zone, which I actually reference quite a bit, are the Adventists. And a huge population of the Adventists actually live in Loma Linda, California. And so there was the Adventist study, which gave us a huge amount of information. Um, Almost 9,000 people studied over the course of, I think it was, I want to say 10 or 20 years, and showed that by eating meat just one times per week increased their chance of developing diabetes by 74%, excuse me. Another part of that study um, that kind of followed showed a 62% lowered risk of developing diabetes in the vegans compared to the omnivores. So we know that animal fats and fats have clearly shown to increase your risk for various chronic diseases such as cardiovascular disease, coronary artery disease, type 2 diabetes, and certain cancers. And so by choosing your ketogenic diet, you are attempting to induce a calorie deficit for weight loss that jeopardizes your long-term health. So you're going to look skinny 
or maybe feel skinny, you're not going to feel too good. And we'll get into the symptoms of keto, but you're jeopardizing your long-term health for vanity. Within, within all of this too, studies have shown a link between chronic ketosis or the state of acidosis, which cancers thrive in a state of acid, you have an increased risk for developing cancer. I referenced this study in my cholesterol and heart disease podcast. I think it was like number seven or eight. I can't remember. But if you think that you are young and you're just going to do keto and you don't have to worry about heart disease, this is a very a very morbid study, but studies backdating to the Korean War and which have been replicated have shown that cardiovascular disease begins silently. And they have looked at one study in particular I referenced, looked at 300 American men who were killed in the Korean War. Um, So they were killed in action and we thank them for their service. Our veterans are very very special population, and I'm so lucky that I had the opportunity to care for them when I was at the VA in Palo Alto. Um, But 77% of them, mostly aged in their teens, kind of the average age was about 22, had coronary atherosclerosis, or the severe plaque buildup and narrowing of their coronary arteries. Um, this, this study was one of the first that kind of came out into, came into light providing and proving that cardiovascular disease does not develop and affect people in their later years. Um, of course, with any studies, this study had limitations in, in different things, but it's also a great insight to why it's so important to look inward when looking at health because changes to your vital arteries and organs just in general start happening in your youth. So healthy nutrition is very important when we're looking at our our younger generations. And I'm so happy to know that the plant-based diet or whole food plant-based is kind of coming. There's a lot more awareness around it. So You also have to remember that rather than choosing a whole food plant-based diet, which gives you a huge amount of phytonutrients, micronutrients that come from plants, by choosing a keto diet, you are also foregoing a number of protective micronutrients that help your body thrive. So by minimizing the amount of carbohydrates or we can use starchy vegetables kind of interchangeably then and the fruits that you consume, our bodies absorb less vitamins and minerals, flavonoids, antioxidants, phytonutrients, and phenols. And these molecules have anti-cancer, anti-infective, immune-promoting benefits. They have also shown to have cardiovascular protective functions when we look at the nitric oxide production from like arugula and our dark leafy greens in looking at the function of our coronary arteries. So to really kind of put this simply, anyone suggesting you do a keto diet is asking you to give up a food source like lagoons, like starches, like grains that have many, many health promoting benefits like cholesterol lowering and low glycemic load properties. And you are instead exchanging those for dairy and oils, which are micronutrient poor and loaded, loaded with health detriments. So again, this low carb, high fat keto diet puts you at a further risk for developing illness and long-term damage. But what about weight loss? That's the question I always get. And if you are eating a well-balanced diet, 
Weight loss can easily be achieved on a plant-based whole food diet just by adjusting your portion size and total calorie intake. Um, you will find that if you make the if you are eating in excess and you have a lot of excess weight and you are consuming a standard American diet, if you make a shift to a whole food plant-based diet and you are just eating a very balanced and mindful diet, you are going to lose weight. And at some point that is going to level off to whatever your body is really based on your intake and output of calories, you're going to level off into right where your body should be. So, um, the, I mean, why not have both like a healthy weight or a healthy weight loss and, and for example, abs, like with me, when I'm training and deciding to do just a little bit of a deficit, they really pop through and longevity and have a, a long-term quality of life. So truly, truly it's, it's possible to kind of lose weight and to have and increase your health's longevity by eating a whole food plant-based diet. And you have to ask yourself, is the ketogenic diet, is a diet that consists of high animal saturated fats, hormones, antibiotics, is that diet worth your health? Or is a diet that gives you a balance of macronutrients, dietary fiber, protective phytonutrients and everything, is that... Is that more important if you are able to live a longer, better quality of life without chronic disease, minimizing chronic conditions, and possibly decreasing or preventing medications? It's just something that you should kind of think about. And so for the people that I have watched from afar doing the ketogenic diet, I've also noticed quite a yo-yo um, in their weight. And with any fad diet, you're going to lose a lot of weight and then stack it right back on and sometimes stacking even more on. So the best weight loss plan is one that's balanced and sustainable that you can easily incorporate into your daily life. And this is why I call diets nutritional lifestyles um, because it is a lifestyle, but it's your nutritional lifestyle. So I just, I just wonder what you guys think about all of that. Thank you for being a part of the Living Hall community. I strive to keep my content ad-free. So by simply liking, commenting, or sharing, you guys make a huge impact. And I cannot thank you enough. I can't wait to hear your continued thoughts and conversations in the comments. For more Living Hall content, please check out livingholesaradavis.com. And I am on most all of the socials, but I can't wait to hear from you guys. So thank you, thank you, thank you.